Glory, glory, Sacramento. Hello, and welcome to the 916 Republic podcast. And today, I am joined in the studio by the one and only Scott Waits. Scott, how are you doing this afternoon? You know what? It's it's pretty all right. Yeah, it's been a good day. We are just full of joy and love, and I feel very tall standing next to Rodrigo Lopez yeah. all afternoon. When, when it says that he's like 5'8 or 5'7, like, they're not lying. No, that, they're he true. That, that's right. But he's an athlete. Yes. A very good one. Yes. One we're excited to see. Did you hear he was being interviewed by, I think it was maybe KCRA 3? Yeah. Um, or, mm, no, it was Good Day Sacramento. Ah. And they were saying, uh, the, the woman asked, if you could play another sport that's not soccer, what would it be? And he was like, <laughs> um, basketball? <laughs> but I'd be like the shortest player yeah. ever. <laughs> I did and she was that. like, but you'd be fast. You'd be fast. And I was like, uh. All right, stop trying, lady. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> when you're playing against a guy that's a foot Seven taller than you taller, and yeah. he's like the third tallest person on the court like it's just not gonna happen yeah yeah anyway, anyway. oh jinx you owe me soda yeah okay well okay so what we're gonna do now is we are going to actually play some interviews that we had earlier today today being monday we were at the press conference for rodrigo lopez being announced as a player obviously he was it was announced that he had signed but this was like his unveiling, unveiling. oh my you gosh owe me a soda. <laughs> that's amazing okay on another level. So um, we're going to play the interview with Rodrigo Lopez first, and then you're going to hear us talk about it for a little bit. We only asked him a couple questions, but it, you know, there's still some good stuff there. Is. And then we're going to play the interview from Mark Briggs. And for some reason, of the, I think maybe eight media outlets that were there, us and the AM AM Sports Radio in Sacramento were the only people that were interested in interviewing Mark Briggs, which I found interesting. Um, but we actually talked to him on air for about five minutes mm-hmm. and then off air for like another, oh, 15? Yeah. Um, he, he just really liked to talk soccer. So Really fun, personable guy. So we so, enjoyed talking to him. Yeah, so we got a, we got a lot to say, I guess, about him um, just from our, our first interaction with him. Yeah. So um, we'll play that audio and then talk about that for a little bit and then that's going to be this show so let's play the audio from uh the rodrigo lopez interview right now all right awesome well we're here with roro at uh sacramento headquarters and we just have a couple questions for you yeah uh the first is we saw you at the mls uh expansion announcement in october here in sacramento um was it at all in your mind that you would be coming back to sacramento at that point where the the gear is already in motion um or has has this development just come along after the announcement? No, this development was was after the announcement. I mean, in my head, I always wanted to be back in Sacramento, but nothing was set or even talked about. Um, it happened after my season was done in Mexico and my contract was up. That's when the talks began. So uh, I'm just excited and grateful that it happened. Awesome. Cool. Um, well, how, another question we have for you. It's, it's been five years since you've played in Sacramento. How uh, do you think your game has evolved uh, since Sacramento fans have seen you playing last? It's evolved in many ways. You know, playing in Mexico, to me, is one of the best uh, leagues in the world um, with many great players who, who played World Cups and, you know, tremendous amount of players that have gone from overseas to play in Mexico. Um, it, it helped me become a better player. Um, there's a lot of pressure out there, not just from fans, but ownerships, coaches, even the players within players. It's it's a different type of pressure. Um, so I think I'm going to be a little more mature in that way. I'm going to be more of a leader. 
Um, I want to set a good example for my teammates, um, not just in games, but practices. Uh, have to have uh, have to um, set a good example for for everyone. Totally. Yeah. Um, Cameron Owasa, as far as I know, Cameron yeah. Owasa is the only player on the current squad that you played with yeah. in your first stint with the club. Is there any player uh, currently contracted with Sacramento that you're excited to play with? Um, any names come to mind? Or I, I I would watch the games. You know, I'm, I I think. Uh, it wouldn't be fair for me to name two or three, no, yeah, yeah. but I know a couple of them, and and I'm just excited, you know. For Cam, with Cam, I, um, he's the scoring leader here. Um, he has a record, and I don't plan on taking his record. <laughs> I want to help him build on it and get more goals. So, um, I'm here to help. Like I said, you know, I know Jaime Villarreal from playing against him. I think he's a great player. I'm gonna be excited to play with him. You know, I've seen Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warner, um, Skundrich, I think, is in the midfield. And, um, you know, all these guys are, are, are here for a reason. They're, they're special players, so I'm just excited to get back to work with them. Yeah, absolutely. La- last question is uh, – sorry, I lost my place here. Um, oh, so Sacramento fans will remember you as being a very uh, forward, attacking-minded, goal-scoring threat in, from the midfield. Do you see your role changing in a Mark Spriggs system – um, in 2020, or can we expect more of the same? Yeah, from well, back, back back then I was maybe a little faster. <laughs> um, younger, for yeah. sure. Um, I was playing out wide with Preki. Um, this this season I've spoken to to, uh, to Mark, and I'll be more in the midfield. Um, hopefully, you know, I could, I could continue that um, offensive threat. Um, I do love to attack. I've always loved to attack, so... Um, with this new style of play, I think it's going to be really, really um, great for fans to watch. It's going to be entertaining, and it's going to be, you know, they're going to see a lot of goals. Awesome. Yeah. Bro, it was a pleasure. Thank you Thank so much. You, appreciate it. It's great seeing yeah. you. Yeah. Welcome back. All right, so that was the interview with Rodrigo Lopez. Scott, what are your just general impressions of the player, his return, what we saw of him today? Yeah. Yeah, so I think right off the bat, I think he genuinely is excited to be back in Sacramento. He said numerous times that even though he's not from Sacramento, he does feel like it's his home. I don't know how much of that is kind of, um, I guess, tongue-in-cheek. Is that the right, you know, kind of like, well, like what is he supposed to say? Yeah. Um, but he genuinely does seem excited. He said in, you know, I was kind of overhearing him in another interview. He, he said, you know, he told his agent to really push for Sacramento, um, that he had offers from other teams, but he said, push for Sacramento. I want to be in Sacramento. My family wants to be in Sacramento. And he, he just made it sound like he knew that playing in Mexico was his dream. Playing in Liga MX was his dream. And he's super grateful to, for Sac- to Sacramento for being a big launching point for his career to go accomplish his dream. But he did that and he's back now. Mm. That's what he said, you know, in the kind of the main press conference. And then he also echoed that multiple times in the, the individual press conferences with, you know, each outlet. Um, so I think that's the first thing that, that stands out to me. And the second thing, um, he said that he was employed prim- primarily as a, a wide player, not necessarily a winger, but a wide player with Preki. I think he he drifted centrally. Um, and to answer one of our questions, excuse me, he said that he's going to be playing a bit more centrally, like in the midfield. 
um, which I think is is interesting that he he kind of remembers being a wide player and comparing that to now being a, a, a central midfielder. So I, I think that it's not necessarily um, the position, but that there's a he's noticing or he believes that there he's going to be in a different position now than when he last played in Sacramento. So those are the two things that kind of stuck out to me from that interview. What about you, Nolan? What stuck out to you? Yeah, one of the things was how proud he was to have played in, in League MX. I think he said multiple times to multiple outlets, like, League MX, one of the best leagues in the world, in my opinion. And uh, Yeah, I think that's true. I think he played at a very high level, and I think that that is one of the int- intangible qualities that he's bringing back to Sacramento that he didn't necessarily have um, when he was playing with the team in 2014 and 15. Um so I thought that was interesting. I also really liked his pants because oh my gosh, I think you wrote it down like nice pants. Yeah. Um, so he had like gray and white with a little bit of red plaid yeah. dress pants on, but they were casual dress dress pants, They're like joggers. They were yeah. So like they had a zipper on the ankle, um, <laughs> and they were very form fitting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, you know what? You got to do what you got to do. Gotta so look good. nice pants for for Rolo. I I also find it very interesting in, in speaking about. Rodrigo Lopez, uh, I believe it was the general manager, Todd Donovan, said that he's a player that uh, helps us now and also in the future, which I don't know if that was a hint to saying, you know, we could bring him into Major League Soccer with us. Yeah. He, Roro, uh, touched on that a couple times, um, you know, because people would ask, oh, now that Major League Soccer is here, which isn't really true, right? Like it's coming in a couple years. Yeah. Do do does he does he Roro think that you know he he could play in Major League Soccer in a couple of years and you know his response was always like well you know I'll be thirty five years old but yeah. you know I, I would love to play a year or something like that um so I think it's interesting that it sounds like the team is trying to kind of form this narrative like hey this legend has come back and he's gonna usher us into Major League Soccer. I don't see that happening. I see him playing two years in Sacramento. And then if he gets a contract, it's, it's a, it's very much like a, you've earned it type of contract, but he's not going to do anything. He's going to be 35. So I also found that interesting. Yeah. Um, I think the last thing that stuck out to me was the, his reception, the fan base's reception of Roro. Like people were turned out in the streets. They're like, welcome home Roro signs. We saw on social media that they met him in the airport and um, he welcomed him there. He's, very, he's pretty active on Twitter. He is, yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just very much loved by the fan base. Yeah, so. and can, on that note, um, can I just say, like, remember that you're a stranger to this person. <laughs> like, I, I saw a lot of people, you know, walking up to either Mark Briggs or Rodrigo Lopez or Todd Donovan and just you feel a connection to them because you, you know, you hear them on, uh, you know, like our podcast maybe, or, yeah. uh, you hear them on TV, you see them on TV, you read stuff about them and you, you feel like you're connected to them. They don't know who you are. Uh, so j- just keep in mind that, um, you're a stranger to them and you have to like, you know, be cordial. Like it, there was a couple of like fan interactions that I was like, Oh, that looks, r- that felt really awkward. Yeah. Like I was standing next to Mark Briggs when like this guy, like, just walked up to him um and just like 
like he was Mark Briggs was very professional, but the the team like representative kind of standing next to him was like, okay, like we have to go now, yeah. and like got him out of it. So anyway, I'm sure that that's just part of the, they're used the, to it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just part of their job, just having weird interactions with random people. But yeah, they were they were pretty good about like, oh hey, how's it going? And, yeah. Um. So is it, yeah, even Roro was like, it's so good to see you guys. <laughs> like it's like just very very open and and, and like loved the attention so yeah i mean to to some extent you have to love the attention as a professional athlete okay well is there anything else about royal row before we move on to mark briggs no let's move to the mark no okay so we are going to cut to the mark briggs interview right now the voice recorder going so we're here uh with coach briggs at the sacramento um republic headquarters and we have just a couple questions for him um coach you mentioned just a couple minutes ago um outside that you want to bring uh, exciting attacking football to the field in 2020. What exactly does that look like for you with this group of players that have already been brought in? You know, I, I think it's about, first and foremost, playing with an intensity, playing with a freedom, playing with um, an aggression uh, that puts teams on the back foot. Um, I think that obviously means getting the ball on the ground and playing forward, looking forward, playing forward, and with the players that we have at the top of the field, you know, we obviously we've just announced Rodrigo, but we also have William Bijev, we have Sam Werner, we have Carlton Belmar, we have uh, Cameron Iwasa, the list goes on, you know. So I think we have to play a football that's entertaining and we have to play a football that we score goals. And I think uh, getting in behind teams and penetrating and putting balls in the box is what you're going to see a lot of. Absolutely. Um, we know last year that you managed the, the U19 side here at the club. Um, what players from that group do you see making an impact in the senior side this year, whether it be in training, getting a couple league starts, um, some looks in the, in the U.S. Open Cup? What are some names we should be looking out for? Oh, wow. Um, I think there's quite a few, to be honest. Like, we've, got, we've got players like in the U15s that aren't quite ready to obviously be implemented into the first team, but we've got a, a good group of players that are coming through. Um, and obviously Sacramento, we're fortunate in the fact that there's a lot of talent in this area. I think first and foremost, you'll see, you'll obviously see Hayden Sargis, uh, Mario Panegos, um, but then below that there's uh, Julian Chavez, who, you know, he, he's going to be in and around it, and if he grabs the opportunity, he'll have that opportunity. Um, and then below that, there's a, there's a few more names that you'll probably see coming through the pipeline, uh, Emmanuel Johnson, um, players like that that have got the opportunity have the ability have the potential but uh you know you have to you have to put that potential to work you know it's great having potential but you've got to fulfill that potential you know Uh, but i want to give the opportunity to younger players Um, i think the fans can get behind that Totally. Something we're excited to see. Um, so it's been about a year and a half since you, you did manage the U19s, but it's been a year and a half since you've managed a senior side. Um, can you point to some elements in your coaching philosophy that have evolved in that time? or Because um, we, we saw what, what your success you had at Salt Lake and at uh, Wilmington Hammerheads before that. Um, how has your, how's your coaching philosophy evolved since that time? Yeah, I, I think you have to evolve with the game, right? Yeah. The game's constantly changing, so you constantly have to have to evolve. Um, I've been fortunate enough, well, fortunate, unfortunate, whatever way you want to look at it, um, to be able to look back and assess assess my style, assess what I want our team to do, uh, how I want our team to play, um, and now being able to put the players in place which fit that philosophy, that style, um, is pretty exciting for me. 
Um, but I guess in a nutshell, yeah, I'd like to say I've um, I've sharpened a little bit uh, since my time at the Monarchs. Yeah. Uh, last question. I I happen to just Matt Mahoney catches my eye. So I, he's he's signed to the team. He's one of really two senior center backs that are currently on the roster. Um, what's been just your general impression of him so far? And um, yeah, how do you see him uh, growing into the team in 2020? Yeah, no, I think Matt, we're bringing Matt back uh, for his abilities, for his attitude. Um, and he's like every other player on the roster. Like from day one, you've got to, you've got to work, you've got to impress, and you've got to show me that you want to start uh, the first game of the season um, against Tulsa. So um, I'm a big fan of Matt. You know, that's why we're bringing him back. Um, but uh, he, ultimately, he has to earn that spot like everybody else. Awesome. Coach, that's, that's all we got. But thanks so much for your time. It was a anytime, pleasure. Anytime. Makes, Great to meet you guys. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. All right. And we are back now from that interview with Mark Briggs. And I think uh, maybe I'll start this time. Uh, I think the thing that stood out to me wasn't actually the stuff in the interview. It was the 15 or so minutes that he talked to us afterward. And, and you could just tell when a guy just really likes to talk about the things that he's passionate about, right? Like you can, you can tell this is something that Mark Briggs is passionate about. You would hope that he's passionate about it. I mean, he's a, he's a head coach. So, um, but he made it super easy to talk. And mm. I, I think the one thing that I gleaned from those 15 minutes after we talked with him was he definitely said that he, he plays a four, three, three, um, with a six and eight and a 10. Mm. So holding midfielder, box, box midfielder and attacking midfielder. So I think, that kind of helps us know what to expect maybe with future signings, right? So you need um, some solid center backs because he says he likes to get the fullbacks involved in the attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are still very general things because like at one point he basically said like, I'm not going to tell you where Roro is going to play. And we were like, well, we're not asking you yeah. <laughs> to tell us where Roro is going to play, but you know, give us some insight into what we should expect. Yeah. Um, so he, he did say that he likes to play, with a six and an eight and a ten, he does not like to play a four-two-three-one with two uh, pivots. So, it, okay, this is a maybe a bit more technical of a soccer term. A pivot is just somebody that has their back toward goal, receives the ball, and then pivots and faces goal. Right. So, generally, this is um, your holding midfielder receives the ball, turns, pivots, and kind of opens his body up toward the the side that he's attacking. So when you have two of those, that's a double pivot, right? You have two of those players do that. Um, He likes to play with one, so a single pivot, and then with two midfielders ahead of him. And then one thing, I think probably the most technically deep thing that he said was um, most teams in this league don't like to defend the weak side midfielder. So look to have you know, kind of organized patterns of play that get the ball to that weak side midfielder. What's a weak side midfielder, you ask? Okay, so let's pretend that the ball is in possession with our right back. So everyone on the defense switches over to the right side, and that means that maybe the holding midfielder is um, pretty well, you know, man-marked. Uh, maybe the more attacking central midfielder that has moved over to the right side is pretty well man-marked, but then the midfielder on the weak side is not. So you're going to have somehow a passage of play to quickly get that guy the ball uh, and then allow him to make a decision about where to play a dangerous pass in to score a goal. That's kind of what it sounded like we can expect, which 
that that sounds way more detailed than I think what players were were getting under Simon Elliott. Not that it's more complicated, but it's like, hey, this this is something that I've noticed majority of teams don't do. So we're going to exploit that. That's going to be part of our foundation. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nolan? What's something that stuck out from the interview and the time that we talked after with uh, Mark Briggs? Yeah, I think just gener- my general impression of Mark Briggs is he's just a very, like you said, a very passionate about what he does and just a personable guy. Um, just imagining what it would be like to be coached by a guy like Mark Briggs. He he commands, he has a very dominant personality. Like you, he demands respect, but he's also very personable. Like soft-spoken. Right, right. Yeah, very, very uh, conversational. Um, but you can see where he would um, be a very commanding leader in the locker room and um, in training and stuff. So that's cool to see. Um, from the interview, he did, he said Rodrigo Lopez can play, um, both the six and the 10 and the box to box role. So, um, really didn't give us a big clue as to where Rodrigo Lopez will be, will be playing for the majority of the season. Um, and maybe this is where we can address one of the questions that we got on Twitter. Yeah, totally. Um, so we we mentioned a couple hours before showing up to the press conference that we were going to be here, and one of you asked us, um, are they building a system based off of Roro's ability to score from center field? Yeah, that, that's Morgan Murphy. Yeah, Morgan Murphy. So, Morgan, thank you for your question. Yeah, and people also asked if we were going to live stream, which we, we did put some of it on Instagram. Is that we right, did. Nolan? Yeah, we've, um, we didn't do anything on Twitter. No. But this was kind of a learning experience for us this was our first uh press conference that we attended so next time just kind of a a, a sidebar next time we are going to be a little bit more prepared with uh, equipment and stuff to give you a quality live stream and uh, things like that totally um sorry i I cut you off no no no. so the question was again from morgan murphy are they building a system based off of roro's ability to score from the midfield and i don't know how would you answer that so i think I kind of asked that question when we we asked Mark Briggs, where do you see Roro? We kind of asked him, hey, well, okay, so this is this is actually what we said. I said, hey, I think Roro's going to play a little bit deeper. Nolan thinks he's going to play a little bit more attacking. Yeah. Really? I know he can play all three positions, and then I just kind of like left it open and let Mark Briggs take it. Yeah. And that's when he said, well, he can play all three. And then he continue the answer with i don't like to play with two pivot with a double pivot i like to play with a single pivot um so i think that to me that question um is kind of answered in that if he likes to play with a six and eight and a ten well there's there's really only two players that can play the six that's lopez and um what's his name villarreal Villarreal, thank you there's three players that can play the eight with the add-in Skundrich to those two. Yeah. And then I think there's really only one player that can play a true number 10 position. That's Rodrigo Lopez. Yes, I know Skundrich kind of did it last year, Yeah, but he really he really didn't do, do that, I, I think, in the same way that yeah. uh, Rodrigo Lopez can do it. So to me, I think this kind of answers the question that Roro is going to be played slightly higher but there's going to be games where he his position is flipped where he plays yeah. further back as the 6 the number 6 yeah um 
So that answers that question of maybe he plays a little bit higher. But then Mark Briggs said, however, I don't see him as the the main, you know, creative player. You know, there, there's there's other players that can do that. He's not the focal point, basically. So yeah. I think to answer Morgan's question, no, I don't think Roro Ro is going to be relied upon to be the main goal scorer. I think he is going to be relied upon to create something out of nothing. Yeah. Um, but... I don't think he's going to be that type of player like he was for the first two years he was here. Yeah. I think we can kind of infer too from what Roro himself told us. Like, yeah, I talked, I, like I played on the wing for Precky. I've already talked to coach Briggs and I'll be playing more in the center of the park this year. Um, and you know, he said, I'm slowing down. Uh, I wasn't as fast as I was five years ago. Blah, right. Blah, blah. It, it has, his game has to kind of evolve. Yeah. It, it sounds like he may have a more, uh, back uh field role yeah um playing with the center backs and stuff so we will see uh i had a thought and i totally lost it (laughs) Uh, frick 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 it was a good thought oh well oh well it's faded to nowhere it's faded to nowhere did you have anything else that stood out from the interview with mark briggs other i have this really good thought oh yes here's my thought it came back hello Um, i think another you're awake now yeah i think another reason maybe we didn't get as clean of an answer to that question as we would have liked is because Mark Briggs hasn't had the chance to see the full squad in training. And, um, we don't even have a full squad, right? Yeah. Like he even said, you know, Rodrigo Lopez is a great player, but he's going to have to show that he's deserving of the shirt. Like he, he said, um, you know, every player has to, has to show that they deserve to start. So I think he isn't even fully sure exactly of, of, I'm sure he has ideas of like where players will play, Right. Um, but you never know until you get everyone in training and see what they've got at the moment. And speaking of everyone in training, he, Mark Briggs did note that, uh, Hayden Sargis, it, it sounded like he was, he was basically like, well, yeah, Hayden Sargis is going to be in, in, in the squad. Like he's going to be in the, you know, first team training, all that type of stuff. And he's going to, he's, he's in the plans. It yeah. sounds like, and he very quickly after Hayden Sargis, mentioned Mario Pinego. So it sounds like there's, you know, an academy center back and an academy forward uh-huh. uh, that are going to be in the team. So if my math is correct, there's 15 players under contract right now. Yeah. If you add those two, that's 17. I, I only think there's probably going to be a few more signings yeah. to the team, maybe three. Yeah, and that one that, goalkeeper, yeah, maybe another center back, a goalie center back, and maybe another midfielder. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think you need another forward. I think there's no. you've got good depth there. So really, in January, I, I think there's you can really only expect maybe three more signings, yeah. one per week. They might already even be signed yeah. and just not announced. Um, and I, I don't necessarily think that any of these guys would be starters either. If you really want to develop Hayden Sargis, then you don't bring in somebody to play over him. Yeah. So, I yeah. I think that was also telling. Um, and the way he kind of answered that question too, he you know he was kind of like, oh wow, which at first I interpreted as like, oh I'm put on the spot, but I'm kind of thinking it was both like I'm put on the spot, but also like, you know, which names, yeah, do I choose because then you know 
if he says like, oh, Hayden Sargis, but then you know, maybe Hayden Sargis isn't ready. And then it, it happens to be this, you know, midfielder that comes out of nowhere and is like amazing. Mm. Um, so I, I think it's, I think that was also important that he has these Academy players in mind uh, and he, he wants to get them minutes. Yeah. So I think that this might be the first season that we see Sacramento Republic really commit to developing a couple of those guys. Yeah. Which we say? kind of already said, but now it's like confirmed. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else, Nolan? I think that's it. Yeah, I think that is it. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys maybe next week, maybe the week after. Yeah. Um, if there's not a lot of news, we might just take another another week off. But if there's something to talk about, then we'll we'll all come together and talk about it. We will. All right. Well, as always, glory, glory, Sacramento. Sacramento.